0: Welcome to the Magic Pisces Podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the clear blue skies, and before the great awakening. Check. Alright, I finally got the microphone to work. I I was trying to record the podcast. I've been trying to record the podcast for probably 15 minutes and was driving myself crazy inside GarageBand trying to figure out which virtual switch had not been flipped. And it turned out that it wasn't a virtual switch inside GarageBand. It was an actual switch on the microphone. And then I flipped the switch from off to on. And here we are, sort of live, but not really. So I hope you're having a good long weekend. I hope you had a good 4th of July. It's officially a national holiday today also. I don't recall them. I recall working Monday morning... 4th of July's hungover in the past. And that was awful. I haven't had that many day that's not true. I haven't had that many day jobs. I've had a few day jobs, but I traditionally worked at night. During my party years, I worked at night and, you know, you can sleep as late as you want. It's the working in a restaurant or working in the evening is the best best schedule for a full-blown alcoholic because you can still get those 9 or 10 or 11 hours. You could still get the 9 or 10 or 11 hours of sleep that you need. So there's that. I celebrated 14 years alcohol-free not that long ago. That was awesome. I encourage anyone to stop drinking. Drinking does you absolutely no good whatsoever. At all in any circumstances, always. And I get that there are those people that like their wine and whatnot. I just think wine is just, you're just, wine is the most finely polished turd in the entire world. One of the most finely polished turds in the entire world. You're just, you know, you're just taking some alcohol, the turd that is alcohol, and making it smell and taste as good as it as you possibly can but it's still shit it's still just complete shit anyway hope everybody is doing good thanks for tuning in again life is beautiful i am grateful what are you grateful for stop and pause right now in this moment and ask yourself what am i grateful for and see if you can come up with a list of four or five or six or seven things i'll pause Okay. So I hope your day has gotten a little bit better as a result of taking a little gratitude inventory. Why don't you take another one? And I hope that your day has gotten better as re- as the result of taking another gratitude inventory. I am so grateful to be alive. Actually, come to think of it, I it would be four, 15 years ago today. Jesus. 15 years ago today, I was waking up in jail, and I got my second DUI, got arrested on the 4th of July, drunk driving at probably like 65th Street, and it was like 65th and State or something, and what I had done is... I was, I had found the only open TCF bank, which existed inside of a Jewel. you know, you go into the, into the Jewel grocery store, and there's like a bank inside the grocery store, and I found the only open TCF bank in the entire Chicagoland area, which was at like 95th and Western, or something, which, you know, where 95th and Western is, it was like straight up, and like, far, far, far south side, and, and... I must have Googled it. I don't even. I don't think Google was as prevalent there, but it was more prevalent than it is today. Or it was. It was. It was less prevalent than it is today, but it was still accessible. And I found out um, (laughs) where the TCF Bank was. That I drove a car. I shouldn't have been driving, probably, all the way from Glen Allen to like 95th and Western, and got a like a hundred dollar cash advance. On my credit card. I still had credit cards. And I was on my way back from 95th and Western to um, go score some dope on the West Side at, like, you know, Pulaski and wherever. Pulaski and Lake. And I was... I just... I just flew right through a red light and got pulled over and was promptly arrested by the cop. He just the cop just walked up to my car and was like, "Have you been drinking?" and I was like, "Yes." And he was like, "Get out of the car." And I was like, "Yes, sir." And I just got up and like put my hands behind my back and that was that. It was just real. I don't want to say seamless, but I didn't resist arrest. I knew I was fucked up. I was a danger to society. People who are drunk driving deserve to be arrested. People who are drunk driving deserve to be in jail. People who drunk drive more than a couple of times deserve to be in prison. People who are drunk driving are—it's just a, you're just a, a murderer waiting to happen. A drunk driver is just a vehicular murderer waiting to happen. Um, and I ended up in jail on on Harrison. It was it was the Harrison police station in the Austin neighborhood of Chicago. And it fucking sucked. Granted, I was just in this like little, it's just like a holding cell with like a mesh, like a mesh screen type of cell door over it, also with bars. So there were like bars and then a mesh screen. And I'm, I just, I was so drunk. Actually, the cops complimented me for not, I think I blew a point one six seven. So well, well, well over the legal limit, and the cops were like, damn, that's impressive. They were like, that is, that's solid. You didn't seem nearly as drunk as you actually are. Um, now, I should not be telling the story in the jovial way because I was, in fact— a murderer waiting to happen is only by the grace of God that I am not sitting in a prison cell right now, and there would be no Magic Pisces podcast if there was not, if there was a prison cell. Um, I know uh, more than a couple of people who accidentally committed acts of murder when they were drunk, and if you stick around the recovery community, you will hear more, and you will hear stories uh, of that nature on a very regular basis. So all that being said, yes, I'm joking around about it. It's kind of a funny story, but it's not. There's absolutely nothing fucking funny about it. Drunk driving is terrible. Don't ever drunk drive. drink and drive. Um, one DUI is going to cost you, I don't know, maybe like 100 Uber rides, something like that minimum, plus you're not going to be drive, driving um, for a very long time, especially nowadays. It's just getting more and more and more. Um, you just get in more and more trouble, uh, more and more quickly. It's not a joke. It's not a joke at all. So all that being said, it was just, I was like, I think I got some time on the bench. So I think I got to pass out actually on the bench, for a while but then what happens is when you're in a holding cell like that they just keep bringing more and more people in as the night goes on and i'm just jonesing for heroin and starting to get sick so i'm like throwing up in the toilet it's just it's just awful because it's just awful and so then by morning there's probably like 25 people in there i'm the only white dude it's in it's in the austin neighborhood in chicago i'm the only white dude and um You know, it didn't have that like scary feeling like Cook County Jail had, you know, a few months later, just a few short months later when I was in Cook County Jail. But uh, that little story stemmed from gratitude. So that being said, very, very grateful to be celebrating freedom on the 5th of July, which again is a national holiday. So hope you had a good holiday weekend. Hope you had a safe holiday weekend. And... Um, got some great surfing. Got some really big waves in yesterday, and that was just that was just amazing. And have been playing my electric guitar like a mofo. Committed to learning scales. There'll be a new. There'll be some new extra music on this podcast. A punk rock tune. I kind of wrote at least wrote the music part for it. I have to write the lyrics. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Um, check out the Epoch Times. I've really come to appreciate the Epoch Times. Um, It is incredibly frustrating to me when I share this with somebody and they just immediately discredit it. I do not find it to be something worth immediately dismissing or discrediting. Um, It's just another point of view on things. It's a point of view that's very much worth knowing, heeding, understanding, wrapping your head around. Um, It is of vital importance that you work a little bit... um, Work a little bit to understand other, other points of view. The point of view we're being presented by the media is getting more and more and more narrow. It's disturbing as fuck. If you're one of those people that um, is committed to misunderstanding me or doesn't understand why I feel the way I do about the state of things particularly as the result of ingesting all of Dr. David Hawkins' work multiple times and what I'm referring to as the Luciferian energy. If you have no uh, interest in taking the time and energy to understand where I'm coming from there and then debating me from that place, then I don't, I don't know why you're listening, really. Um, and then there's also a book called uh, power versus truth, that I have not read, as I've said many times, which is a critique of Hawkins' work, a critique of Hawkins' work. But, um, you know, a typical example of what I mean by when I talk about the Luciferian energy. Um, now you've got citizens policing police, police are resigning en masse, and the neighborhoods that need the police the most are getting more and more lawless and murder rates are skyrocketing. I have a client who is a Chicago firefighter and he's terrified and he's obviously friends with lots of cops because he's a firefighter and the cops have just given up and they're just letting crime go. They're just letting crime run rampant and letting criminals run rampant. And those are the people who are actually – the people who are benefiting uh, from – this type of stuff going on more than anyone else are the criminals. The criminals are stoked. The criminals are just like, sweet, I'm going to go and murder somebody. Now, um, I can sometimes sound like some sort of MAGA, right wing, such and such, blah, 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 when I say these types of things. That's not the place I'm coming from. I am coming from a place of the... I am coming from the understanding that truth is being I am coming from a place of understanding that the truth is being undermined and I'm talking about like big big spiritual truth is being undermined it's being undermined um with the the critical race theory stuff. It's being undermined by. Um, <laughs> this is the best. This is the fucking funniest thing ever. There's a full page article <laughs> in the Washington Post <laughs> written by this woman um, that uh, is saying how she wants her kids to see kink at Pride. Uh, like she she wants her children to witness like you know, a dude spanking another dude. They're all clad in leather, and she wants her children to witness, like, the leather dude spanking the other leather dude, you know, and she's going to bring her kids to see that, you know, <laughs> like... And um, it's like a full-page article in a, a national news publication. Like, and... I mean, I guess... I mean, I guess maybe, like, if, if you want to bring your kids to witness kink and then have the... You know, part of your sex talk with them involves kink, but most kids run away from sex talks anyway with their parents. Like I did the first time my parents tried talking about sex, I just left the room and that subject was never visited again. But, um, uh, you know, if you want to include in the sex talk, kink stuff now i don't care if you're a dude that likes to be spanked by other dudes i don't care if you're a dude who wants to spank dudes i don't care if you're a woman that likes to be spanked by dudes i don't care if you're a woman that loves to spank dudes i don't care uh what you love shoved up your ass i don't i I celebrate that in so many ways (laughs) you know so um i'm pretty kinky i'm very liberal in that department you know what i'm saying read into that as much as you'd like but um, you know I don't think that you should bring your kids to witness such, of a th- such a thing and then I guess again it's fine maybe if you choose to if you feel it's your duty as a parent to introduce your child to kink that's cool I guess but now you've got uh, that mainstream media <laughs> like going out of its way to publish a full page article about that. Now this is something that would be reserved for like Savage Love in the Chicago Reader. Like it would be something I wonder what I wonder what the Savage Love person would say to someone that wrote into the Savage Love column in the Chicago Reader saying, "I'm thinking about bringing my child to see some kink." What the Savage Love person would say to this to this person like, you know, 10 years ago or whatever. So now, you know, they are um they're they're publishing this sort of thing now. Okay, again, now there's that. So I guess maybe that's also okay. The alarming thing for me is that there are many leftists, if you bring this up to them, they're going to be like, what? I don't see why you would be offended. I'm actually offended that you're offended. (laughs) I'm actually offended that you're offended, that uh, I'm not offended, that... Uh, there's an article about kink. I celebrate kink. I want my children to see kink. You don't have. I, I'm very much surprised that you have any sort of problem with that whatsoever. That's very often like the 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 many of the leftists are just like what what why you have no right to be concerned about that at all. What are you a fucking homophobe? What are you some sort of transphobe? You don't think it's okay to have an article promoting kink for children in the newspaper? That's that's the. That's more of the Luciferian energy I'm referring to, right? Um, and and it's incredibly frustrating, which is why I'm... You know, there's... Which which is why I don't get my... I, I mean, I don't even... If they're going to print something like that, why should I trust anything that they print? Granted, technically, this was an opinion article. The whole thing's fucking opinion now. The whole, like, Washington Post, it's all opinion. There's not uh, uh, a a responsible reporting of factual information that leads a person to come to their own conclusions regarding whatever issue is being presented or reported on. That's why I do like the Epoch Times. And where there's a slant, you're going to fucking know there's a slant. And that's good because they're owning that there's a slant. There's also this whole section on good news, um, like good things that happen in the world, there's. It's very critical of China. Uh, the CCP is very, 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 very bad, very bad. The Epoch Times was saying that the the um, COVID-19 was leaked from a lab a very, very, very long time ago. People uh, said very, very bad things about people who believed that, and you know now the Washington Post comes along so. Why in the fuck am I... I don't believe anything. Why in the fuck am I supposed to believe anything that comes out of these major publications? Um, and the Epoch Times, it's not like some... They're not, they're not saying, the vaccine's going to kill you. It's not like that. Like, I go to Cliff High for that, and I know I take Cliff High at face value. And then there's Health Impact News, which is more like, it's a deadly bioweapon unleashed on humanity by the devil himself. And I take that at face value. Uh, Epoch Times is just kind of so many of their articles are just this is exactly what happened. This is what so and so has to say about what happened, who is in favor of what, you know, the policy being discussed. And then the person who's against the policy being discussed. Uh, then it just quotes them, and then you're able to. So, conservatives said, "blah blah 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 blah." Opponents of said proposal said, "blah blah 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 blah," and you're sort of left to come to your own conclusion, which is why I appreciate it. And then there are uh, there's Epoch TV, which just there's all these really cool videos on it. I was watching one on Antifa today. Uh, this guy who infiltrated Antifa, absolutely terrifying, an absolutely. They should just be called fa. They should not be called anti-fa. They should be called fa. Um, I had an encounter with them in a coffee shop called Ennui in Rogers Park many, many, many years ago during like some Occupy shit. And they were just not nice people. <laughs> There's, there was nothing about them that that glowed of love or light or peace or anything. They were very, I wouldn't go so far as to say mean Um, Let's just say they had a lot of stuff that they hadn't worked out in their lives. So if you work the majority of your shit out, um, you will... I mean, I believe that most of the people who have worked a lot of their things out will kind of end up moderate liberals, moderate left-leaning liberals. So I'm kind of like a moderate, liberal, libertarian, um, I guess. I don't even really know what the fuck I am and... You should really strive to be the only one who is what you are at the end of the day. But the thing that I do not believe in is lying, is disseminating non-factual, biased information to hundreds of millions of people, and then purporting for it to be the tr- purporting that it's the truth. I think that is pure evil, and more less and less and less people are falling for it. So there's just more and more people who are just waking up, and they're just being like, you know what? Uh, I don't trust any of it, and there's going to be a serious swing back in the other direction, because the way things are going with the Biden administration, it's just fueling, it's just fueling MAGA two, it's just fueling MAGA two, and now what's happening is the fuel for MAGA two is being, um, it's being, uh, MAGA two is gaining influence amongst liberals who who are have become completely alienated from the left and, and it's just it's just bizarre. So anyway, there's my rant. Thanks for listening. Um, I feel that the, the truth is the absolute most important thing. And, and I find that what I'm noticing, I go on these rants and then for me, it's like it always comes back to, okay, well, then what are you gonna do about it? And the thing for me to do then at that point, Is to go deeper inward and to um, open up the Course in Miracles and look at a certain lesson and get clear that I could see peace instead of what I'm seeing. So, Course in Miracles lesson thirty-four, I could see peace instead of this. Okay, I could see peace instead of this hatred that I'm experiencing. And there are more. If (laughs) the more opportunities that there are to hate whoever, whatever, whatever, whichever um, is going on out there, um, the more opportunities that there are to discover peace in that. So um, I really appreciate um, you listening as always. Learn to play an instrument. Man, I tell you what, this... I've just been burying myself in the guitar. And I've been practicing probably three hours a day, just do, re, mi, fa, sol la, ti, do. Then move to a different place on the neck. Do, re, mi, fa, sol la, ti, do. And then all of a sudden, these songs start to write themselves and the music starts to play you. It's like the Grateful Dead, the, the music plays the band. And the music starts to play you. And that is fucking a beautiful experience. I swear to God, like, Jerry started to kind of, like... Jerry made an appearance um, in my in my practicing the other day. I was like, I was like doot 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 and I swear to god Jerry was like, hey Dave, it's me. I see you're practicing. You know, I practiced eight to ten hours a day back in the 60s. Apparently, Jerry Garcia would practice for eight to ten hours at a time. And that is why he became what he became practice. He wasn't just magically Jerry. Um, I don't think it's it's the 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 guitar is seemingly infinitely complex and there's this absolute mathematical precision and perfection that exists inside of it totally freaking mind-blowing it's like you're connecting to the entire cosmos and the deeper and richer and the more fuller full of an under fuller deeper richer fuller understanding you can gain of the instrument itself and how to play for it the closer you get to god the closer you get to the truth and all of these political things they just they just vanish they just vanish um when i put myself in that place in that um in that flow, flow space, that play space. They vanish when I'm surfing. And it's important nowadays for us to find places where we can vanish from all of it or where these things um, that seem to be so significant are um, where we're able to put them out of our minds and out of our experiences. I do believe, however, at the same time, it is very important to address them. So um, I understand the calling of the left. I get it. I get it, I get it, I get it. Um and I kind of understand and I I kind of understand the the calling of the conservative. Although it's it's really hard when you're a person that's like straight up like understands one point of view, understands the other point of view, has looked at both sides of 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 the the spectrum, both sides of the coin and then came to my own conclusions as a result of opening my mind to hearing a lot, to hearing other people's viewpoints and disagreeing with all sorts of it on all sides, but also getting so much of it, uh, getting understanding where people on all sides are coming from. And uh, I think it's our job to search outside. It's kind of like You know, there's the music on the radio and a lot of it's good, but the really cool music you got to look for. It's the same with the news. Anyway, thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye.